These latest strikes come amid a dramatic downward spiral in relations between Ukraine and one of its biggest supporters in NATO, Poland. What began as a dispute over Ukrainian grain imports has quickly escalated in recent days, with Poland's Prime Minister announcing late Wednesday an end to supplying weapons to Ukraine and a focus instead on arming its own defence forces. Poland and four other neighbouring countries issued a ban on Ukrainian grain imports after farmers complained of a slump in prices caused by the increased grain supply. France has sided with Ukraine and called the move unjustified. And the European Council President Charles Michel says EU support, though, for Ukraine remains steadfast. The EU intends to support uh, Ukraine for as long as it takes. Uh, Ukraine is a crime scene and there is a, a criminal. And it's uh, extremely important to make sure that uh, there will be no impunity. There also appears to be signs of growing divisions in the US Congress over continued backing of Ukraine with opinion polls showing a lack of support for Ukraine among Americans, a growing number of Republican lawmakers are threatening to end funding, a position supported by most Republican presidential hopefuls. The US president, though, has promised Ukrainians they won't face Russia alone and has called for a global unity to end the war. And that commitment will be on display Thursday at the White House with an announcement of another round of military assistance during a visit by the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. For more, here's CNN's Kayla Talshi. When Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky visits the White House, the U.S. is prepared to unveil a new security package, including artillery, anti-armor, anti-missile and significant air defense capabilities that officials say will help the country ramp up its counteroffensive as well as protect its skies, with an expectation that strikes on critical infrastructure will increase as the weather grows colder. But a U.S. official tells me that deep strike missiles known as ATACMS are not expected in this new security drawdown. John Kirby, a top national security official, told reporters the government agencies are still weighing the possibility of sending these weapons to Ukraine. Uh, the military in the U.S., however, believes that they're less critical for a successful counteroffensive than, say, vehicles and mine-clearing equipment that can breach Russian troops on the ground. But it all comes as Zelensky prepares his pitch for skeptics in U.S. Congress who are weighing whether to greenlight tens of billions of dollars in more aid. Zelensky tells CNN that his pitch to them will be, we are near the finish line, I am sure of it. Kayla Tausche, CNN, traveling with the president in New York. Barbara Walter is a permanent member of the Council on Foreign Relations, professor of international relations at the University of California, San Diego, and a world-renowned expert on how conflicts begin and how they also end. And it's been a while. It's good to see you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Okay, so one way this war could also end um, is by division, and that division within NATO. And that brings us to this decision by Poland to end supplying weapons to Ukraine. Uh, this comes amid a dispute over Ukrainian grain. You know, farmers in Poland are blaming you know, the, the imports for a slump in prices. So how significant is this rift right now between Kyiv and Warsaw, not just in the impact on the battlefield, which seems minimal, but the overall bigger impact of what appears to be some very serious cracks? I think this is actually just a temporary rift. And it's temporary because I think it's purely political. Poland has an election next month. Uh, currently, there's a right-wing party in, in power, a populist party. Um, the farmers are very important for um, that party to stay in power and to win the elections next month. 
And populist voters also tend to be kind of us first voters, Poland first or America first. Um, and so it's a smart political move on some levels for the prime minister to pull back in this month before the elections, to say that we're going to take care of Poland's defense first, to say that we're not going to buy Ukrainian grain. Instead, we're going to buy, we're going to continue to buy Polish grain um, and make the farmers happy. So I think this is a political move that's not going to have longstanding um, consequences. Okay, well, the French foreign minister, uh, for one, says that this decision by Poland uh, was unjustified, citing an EU study which found the Ukrainian grain did not distort local prices. Here's Katarina Kolana. Listen to this. There is no market upheaval, and there are perhaps internal political considerations on the part of some of our partners, which unfortunately pushes them to have this position that nothing justifies. So the opinion there from the French foreign minister was essentially that, you know, this is sort of internal politics in Poland coming out to play. But there are other European countries siding with Poland uh, over this issue. But then this also brings us to division within the United States. And while the White House plans to provide Ukraine with new aid uh, during Zelensky's visit on Thursday, there's a good number of Republicans balking at continued support for Ukraine. And divisions among European nations, growing divisions in the U.S. Congress. It may not be the start of the crack, but is this heading in the direction that Putin has been hoping for? Uh, of course, every every day, every month that the West doesn't continue to support um, Ukraine, either by buying grain or sending additional resources and, and um, munitions, is going to hurt Ukraine. Um, and Ukraine needs all the help that it can get. What's happening here in the United States is in some ways um, similar uh, to what's happening in Poland. Um, Americans are divided based on party. 71% of Republicans um, do not support uh, continuing to, say, to send aid to Ukraine. About 62% of Democrats um, want to continue to, to support Ukraine. So there's very much a divide. Um, and again, the divide is the result of, of what different people think about um, how the U.S. should be spending its money. Republicans increasingly think we should be spending on the United States, America first. Why should we be sending our money um, to a country that's that's far away? Whereas Democrats um, uh, believe that supporting um, Ukraine and, and defeating um, Russian aggression is important not only for U.S. security, but for the security of our allies um, and the world as well. And in part, one of the reasons this war has sort of dragged on for so long uh, is because Russia has used its veto to block any attempt at the UN Security Council to intervene. So with that in mind, here's the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. For over a year and a half, Russia has shredded the major tenets of the United Nations Charter, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, international humanitarian law, and flouted one Security Council resolution after another. It's hard to imagine a country demonstrating more contempt for the United Nations and all that it stands for. This from a country with a permanent seat on this council. And just moments ago, we also heard from the Ukrainian president saying that, you know, this war cannot end while Russia has that veto power on the Security Council. Is he right? Um. Well, the war could end in lots of different ways. The war could end by uh, Russia being defeated, Ukraine be being defeated, or both sides agreeing to some sort of negotiated settlement. 
Um, the UN is not going to really have very much influence in how this war ends, in large part because Russia is not going to agree to any UN action that's going to um, hurt Russia in any way. And that's just not going to change. People like to think about the United Nations as having independent power. They like to think of it as an organization that can, can act in the, in the best interest of all countries um, in the world and certainly can act against an aggressor and a country that's committing war crimes. But the reality is, is the UN is just an organization made up of member countries. And most of the power is in the hands of five countries. And one of those countries is, is Russia. And Russia is not going to give up that power. And the UN is not going to change the system because it benefits those five countries.